Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Moms and Some Labels. Two Moms and Some Labels is a platform for parents and caregivers taking care of people with a disability to come together in a shared space to network, commune, and to just gain ideas on how to persevere through challenging times. My name is Brittany. And I'm Nicole. And today we have a special guest. We are doing a business highlight, um, a resource in the community. You know, we always like to bring you up to date information mm -hmm. about the resources around town here in Northeast Florida and share with you, you know, where you can go to get the assistance that your child may need. We want to try to make it as easy for you to be able to access this information as possible. And so with us today, we have our guest, Jill, and um, she is with Partnership for Child Health, but I'm going to let her go ahead and take it away, introduce herself, and, you know, let us get into uh, this business program that she is going to talk about with us today. Well, thank you both for um, having me on here. I, I greatly appreciate it letting me share this information because it's it's so dear to my heart um i uh so when i was a parent of a child with a disability my son who is now 27 had lives with autism and um i have an 18 year old daughter that lives with some mental health issues so um my journey i was actually in marketing and i worked for jta doing marketing and all this kind of stuff and then my son was diagnosed and i said i've got to really focus on him and his education and so when he was about you know three he went to that preschool for public school and he did i loved the teacher they were wonderful i mean i still I still know them. I still have their phone numbers. <laughs> so, and, um, and so, and then he moved to another school and everything changed. The program changed, the atmosphere changed, everything changed. And so I wanted to talk to someone about that change and, and see what else we could do for him. Um, I didn't think he was in the right classroom setting. He was on the autism spectrum, but they had put him in, uh, EBD, which is um, a emotionally behavioral disorders. And so, you know, I didn't think the two fit very well. Um, and so I, you know, after several requests, I basically went down to um, school board and said, look, <laughs> I, I, I'm a mother here who's in pain because my child is not doing well. Um, and so you know, I, I set up a meeting and I, I explained my side. Um, I had, but at the time, um, someone had come to me, another parent and said, have you ever read IDEA? And I said, well, what, what is that? And they said, it's the Individuals with Disability Education Act. And I said, no, how can I find it? You know, and so, and so I went on the Florida Department of Education and found it and started reading it. And then I understood my my rights as a parent mm -hmm. and what I can request and what I can do and those mm -hmm. kinds of things. So I got him support um, and he moved to another school, was doing very well. Um, and parents started coming to me asking me, well, how did you get that? 
And I said, well, there's a little law called ID. <laughs> and so um, parents are like, well, I don't really understand it. And I'm like, so I kind of explain, let's explain it to them and explain how I, I helped my child. Um, so uh, I, I started actually, because of that, working for um, the Parent Training and Information Center here. Every state has one. It's funded through IDEA. Um, it's part, it, I think it's a part C of it. Um, and so, uh, you know, they are funded under that, under that title of, of Individuals with Disability Education Act. And so um, at the time, the state of Florida had two, which is what I was working for, which was Central Florida Parent Center, and then FND, uh, Family Network on Disabilities, was the other. Um, so at that time, they kind of split it up. And so we had 38 counties we were working in. Wow. And we learned so much more um, helping families and and then I started presenting and, um, you know, I was at those IEP meetings. I was on the phone with parents, helping them write letters to schools and all that kind of stuff. So fast forward a little bit. Um, so when my son started doing really well and after my daughter was born um, and she she was about, you know, getting ready to go to preschool, I decided to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I ended up working for, I actually ended up getting my ESC teaching certification and I um, worked one year (laughs) and I said, okay, I am much better at advocating than I am teaching. I know where my, where my strengths are. Because <laughs> uh, I was arguing, I'm already arguing with the school going, you know, we can't do this for this kid. You know, we need to do this. And, and they're like, shut up. <laughs> like no <laughs> and so I'm like this is not gonna work for me because I'm too I have too much of a voice <laughs> to say hey, uh-uh. um so anyway I started working for mental health America because they needed a family advocate and um it was to help families um who had children with mental health issues and also I I, uh, there was an organization called Federation of Families where families came together that had mental health issues or suspected mental health issues and could come together one meeting a month and talk to each other and, and really get, and we had guest speakers on all kinds of different topics. They could learn about how to, you know, apply for social security or, um, how to get, um, you know, housing or, or whatever the need was for them. Um, so, uh, Mental Health America and Partnership for Child Health had this grant that they, that they both, that Partnership for Child Health had and Mental Health America executed. So, um, as time went by, you know, I, I was doing different things. Um, I started, um, uh, there was a grant we received for training. And so I got involved in a lot of training. But my heart has always been with special education and getting kids support. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, how many times I've sat at this table and they've just talked over me and you walked in the door and they shut up and listened. And so if it only takes me sitting at the table, then let me sit at every table. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, you know, so, um, 
so I um, kind of I went through uh, JPEF has a program. The Jacksonville Public Education Fund had a program where I went through their advocacy program or leadership program, and I had to develop something um, that I would want to do in the school system. And so this was what I had developed. Now, at the same time, all these years, every time we had a family that had an education issue, I was helping them as well. So this was just like natural flow for me. And then um, my wonderful female boss, <laughs> yay, because <laughs> um, yeah, we females got to stick together. She was having issues with her son at school, and she has a PhD in education. And so she said, you know, she was telling me that they were railroading her. They were talking around her. They weren't calling her mom, mom. And, uh, and everything. And so um, I went into the first meeting. I happened to know a couple of people at the meeting because mm. doing this for so long. And, um, and so within 10 minutes, they were calling her doctor and they were changing the viewpoints, you know, so she was very happy. We, we left with some things in place that she really wanted for her child. And so with that, she kind of nudged me more to do this. And so, uh, you know, all it takes is funding. <laughs> so, you know, we ha had to find a grant that I could do this under. But so what this is, is a program PEEPS is called. Uh, it's uh, it's state PEEPS stands for um, Parent um, Educational Engagement Partners. Oh, okay. So what they are is they are, um, because I have the lived experience, I understand it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find people that had gone through the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that we have passion to help others greater than somebody that's never experienced it. They don't really understand it. I could mm -hmm. tell my friends all day what it's like to live with a child that has autism, but they don't understand it until they step in your shoes and live it. Oh, yeah. And so for me, that was the key. And so I hired four ladies, um, wow. you know, because moms rock. And, um, and so, um, you know, so I, I trained them for 40 hours um, on how to be a peer support, on how to um, engage the families, how, you know, um, cultural competency, uh, and then I spent two or three really good days on the actual law itself. Now, I don't want them quoting laws, but I want them to understand the law. Mm -hmm. And so and understand the whole IEP process very clearly. Okay. And um, we did some role modeling and that kind of thing. So if you get in this situation, how do you handle it? And that kind of thing. And then they began um, kind of going out into the community and trying to, um, you know, I have sent this information out to everybody in the world, even to DC, uh, even to DCPS or Duval County Schools. Um, wow. okay. so, and some of the people there um, love the idea. Um, so that's really great. Um, I have had calls from people um, because my title is Director of Family Engagement. It's not advocate. And these are not advocates. These are peeps, which is parent educational engagement partners 
they're not labeled as an advocate, we're not seen as adversarial. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and so that's that's really key in that we are not adversarial, but we will sit there and work with the school and the family to get what the child needs. Mm-hmm. It's all about what the child needs. It's mm-hmm. not what the school can do, what the parents really think they they need. It's what does the child need. And that's based on data that has been collected. And if we don't understand the data, we ask for explanations. If um, anytime there's an evaluation, you know, they want to talk in lingo that that is um, acronyms and all that kind of stuff. And so I stop them and ask them to, you know, okay, so what does this mean for the parents? Or what does this mean about their child? And so, um, you know, get them to really understand that you can't talk like you're in a meeting with only DCPS employees and think we're going to understand that. Right. Um, now, I will understand it. And sometimes I correct, you know, and mm-hmm. or I will tell the parent what that means. Um, and so that's that's what we do. We're there as support. We're there to make sure that, that uh, the procedures are followed correctly. We're also there to um, help the parents. Like I have um, families that all they need is a letter because they need to get an evaluation. So how do I write a a letter that's going to get heard, understood, and get me a meeting to get an evaluation? Because once you get that evaluation, you then go, uh, uh, you know, 60 days afterwards, you have a meeting and you go over the evaluation and they qualify for ESC services which there's a couple things you have to do to qualify, um, then um, you, you, will, you will have an IEP. And then once they have the, that IEP, they can write, you know, write it that day or, and mm-hmm. make sure certain things are in it, um, that kind of thing. So we follow the families and we help them. So in the process of working with the families, you know, my thing is, you know, um, I'm stealing this phrase from Federation of Families. It's um, we do for, we do with, and we cheer on. So mm-hmm. I'm going to help you and mm-hmm. do this for you. Then I'm going to teach you how to do it for yourself. And then I want you to go do it. And I'm going to observe you doing it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And so then they can go and help another family. Mm-hmm. It isn't about how much we get paid for this. It's how much we can spread this word out about all the options that kids have. And, you know, a kid, you know, like my son, he was on the autism spectrum and they wanted to keep him self-contained. And I said, no, I want him in general education. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but he's not on grade level. And I said, so how do we get them there? You know, mm-hmm. my son is graduating from Atlantic Coast High School with a d- diploma. So, you know, he, awesome. lives, he lives on his own now. Wow. I don't, That's have to, I don't have to take care of him. You know, I, mean, I, I still have to drive him places because he doesn't drive. But, you okay. know, that's so different than him living with me. Right, right. You know, and the and parents, someone yeah. told me a long time ago, they said, I don't do this for my kid. I do this for me because I want a life. Uh? I want to go off and live their life and I want to have my life. And I was like, that's really weird. I, I don't ever think of it that way. And then I, as I got older, I'm like, yeah, I want my own life here. <laughs> so, um, and I want my kid to get the most appropriate 
And that's what the law says, the most appropriate education possible. And so, you know, with that, um, what is appropriate for every child? It's different for every child. So you can't put everybody in the same box. Not every kid on the autism spectrum does the same thing. Not every kid with ADHD has the same behaviors. Not every kid, you know, with anxiety or, or any of the other um, disorders, they all are their own person. They all have their own issues. And so you focus on what they need um, to be uh, successful in their environment. And if that is, you know, I, I just need my kid to learn how to go to the bathroom and tie his shoes. Well, you won because you got that done. Um, and so everybody's at a different level. It's, it's not, everybody's not going to do the same thing. There's a beautiful poem that, uh, is called Welcome to Holland by Emily. Um, I can't, I can't remember her name now, but, um, it talks about how everybody goes to Paris, but you ended up in Holland and it relates it to special the kid, children with special needs. Mm. So, you know, everybody's at the beautiful Eiffel Tower and seeing everything and loving it. And you're here stuck in Holland. But then you realize Holland has these beautiful tulips. And it may take 10 years, but your fi- kid finally says hello or I love you, mom. And that is the, you just, it takes your breath away. And so mm-hmm. if you're in Paris and your kid says that, you're like, uh huh, okay, that's what you're supposed to say. But you don't really enjoy the little things in life, you know. Um, so I think it's really important to to really take those little steps that kids do have and mm-hmm. really make it a big, big deal to them. I mean, and to the whole family, because I know every time my son was, you know, having success, we were, you know, like, hey, good job. All right. And that yeah. kind of thing. Um, now, I still did it with my daughter because I naturally was doing it with my son. Mm-hmm. And I think she she's she's um, learned a lot faster because I think I was already breaking things down for my son that she just automatically picked up on it and and then kept going. So, you know, it was it was easier for her to learn because I was already breaking things down for him, like, you know, Mm -hmm. steps at a time, you know, I mean, my bathroom for three years had stickers on the toilet, you know, pull down your pants, (laughs) wash your, you know, stickers for washing your hand and all that kind of stuff. So then not only do we work with families in the school, um, but we also, if they're, they wanting it, we can take, if we have a behavior plan that's at school, we could take that behavior plan at home and have it set up at home as well. So there's consistency throughout the day. So we can help the families that way if they choose that. Mm -hmm. Um, Some families are no, we're good, you know, and some families are like, you know, I think I'd like to see what that looks like. So um, it's all up to the families. The families direct everything. Um, and so we're just there as supports and, um, I, I'm very proud of this program because this is something so dear to my heart. You know, I've seen kids that haven't had a mom or dad speak up for them and they get caught up in the system 
Mm-hmm. And I think I always think to myself, they could have done a little more, you know, mm-hmm. and then um, I mean, the school could have done a little more, but the parents weren't pushing it. And so I'm, I don't step in unless I get asked to step in. Um, or my peeps don't step in unless they're, we get a phone call or an email, I get it. And then I get the information down from the family. And then um, I give it to one of our peeps, or if I can help them over the phone, I'll do that. Um, usually I talk to them for a little bit over the phone and then I tell them, you know, you're going to work with, and I'll tell them the name of the person and, and give them a little bit of information about them. Um, so I try to kind of hook up people that have those experiences with the parents that have that need. So, so that like, if somebody really needs somebody that can focus on other things, then, um, you know, that's the person I'm going to to utilize. So I don't want somebody going in and working with hospital homebound that's never worked with it or doesn't know anything about it. And so so each of them are really good in different areas. And so, um, you know, and they're really, they stay on top of it. They really work with the families well. So so with the behavioral, with the um, behavioral part is, so that's something where one of your peeps, they still, they go into the home after mm-hmm. school and work with the families. Well, they, now then, they, don't, they don't really work with the families. What they do they is they'll help. help set up the program Okay. and sh- show them how to do it kind of thing. Okay. You know? And, and so how do you end up getting the actual referral? Does it have to... Does it have to be, you know, a referral from a doctor's office, nope. from the nope. school? The nope. parents just get your information? Family, families just pick up their phone and call me or email me. Okay. So that's all they have to do. Um, now, we try to focus, stay focused in Health Zone 1 and Health Zone 4. But I always say if a parent calls me, I'm not going to turn them away because they live don't live in the correct zone. You know, I'm always going to talk to that family and, and walk them through it or help them through it. I just, I have it, you know, this is, this is my great passion. In life. Right. Um, and so I, I'm always going to help a family, but you know, we are, our, our grant says health zone one and health zone four, which are, which is like the, um, and the reason being is that, we did research and found that those areas had the least amount of parents attending meetings. And so we wanted to kind of know why was it, was it that they didn't, cause I know, I know when I first started, they said, we're going to have an IEP meeting. You don't need to come if you don't mm-hmm. want to. So yeah. they may have been told that and they've just not known how important it is. Yeah. And so, or, you know, they, they just, you know, what is the reasoning behind it? And it could be many different things. Mm-hmm. Could be, they only do it during school hours and I've got to work. I can't right. do that. Yeah, but right. there's alternatives where you can do it, you know, through uh, online. You can do it over the phone. You can, you know, that kind of thing. So um, we try to explain the whole process to the families. Mm-hmm. So it's because uh, it is such a long process and right. it's, it's a, you got to hit every step just right. 
Yeah, and sometimes, yeah, the way that it's like they word it to the parents mm -hmm. will make them think like, oh, okay, I don't need to be there. They have everything that they need, you know, mm -hmm. so it's a right. matter of the parents really understanding the importance of the meeting and what is actually being discussed because they don't really go into detail all the time about like yeah. every thing that's going to be discussed. And so that's where, you know, the confusion may come in and the parents, mm -hmm. they end up, you know, missing the meeting and missing that opportunity to uh, right. be involved and um, advocate for those services for their child. Right. So um, that is really important. And then when you were talking about health zone one and health zone four, can you tell us what health zone one is and what health zone four is? <laughs> I can tell you what health zone one is because I have that written down. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, 322 and 5-4. So I we're talking about over like by Shands, UF Health Shands yeah, yeah. area over yeah. there. And um, then a little Street bit, and I think over a little more west. Main, like a little bit North Main Street. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe like a little bit Edgewood area. Yeah. So um, Health Zone 4 maybe might be the east side maybe. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking um, is what it sounds like um, if we, you know, are talking about those those zones. Right. And mm -hmm. parents call me and say, hey, I live here. Um, and I'll say, well, um, you don't really fit our program, but what do you need help with? Okay. You know, if it's something that we can do quickly or, or, or I can tell them exactly how to do it. There's some families that I just send them a, a, what I call a um, form letter that I have written up about getting an appointment, you know, getting a meeting with the school to address the issues. So, uh -huh. and then um, I tell them how to write it up and then I will get email it to them with the people at their school and the district, their emails, how to include on that email that they send out uh -huh. that letter with. So I'm not going to turn anybody away. And then if they call me back and say, hey, look, I, I just I'm, I'm not getting any response. Mm -hmm. I'll pick up the phone and call, you know, um, district. And I'll say, hey, this is Jill. You know, we got a family. I need somebody. Who do I need to talk to to get this ball rolling? Um, you know, sometimes I'm heard. Sometimes I'm not, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, for the most part, you know, parents get meetings right away. So, yeah. and it's really funny that, you know, like I said before, uh, uh, I don't know if I said it when the when it started recording, but I'll go to IEP meetings and families will tell me how, what a difficult time they've had in these IEP meetings or the, just a meeting with the school and how they don't understand it. The, they're mm -hmm. not explaining things. They, they. Uh, if they say something about their child, they just blow it off. Mm. You know, the school system doesn't really pay attention. I will go and I will just sit down in the meeting and all of a sudden they're listening to the family. And I'm like, that's all it takes is me to sit there. Hey, I'm happy. Um, you know, <laughs> to do that. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of times I'm also going to prep them before we go to the meeting to okay. say, okay, when you get, overwhelmed or when you get start to feel upset tap me on the leg and or i'm gonna say excuse me we need to step out for a few minutes to talk about some things mm. and so then we get 
the person to collect the parent or the caregiver to collect themselves, get refocused and come back into the room. Sometimes you just need to do that. I mean, with my kid, I'd be there crying when they were telling me all these horrible things about him. And I'm like, you can't say one nice thing. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and, and, and so let's say, let's start with the nice things, you know, the great things the kids can do. Cause everybody, every kid can do something great. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I looked, um, I looked it up. And so health zone four is actually um, like the West side area. Okay. Um, yeah, so three two two what major three two two one zero three two 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 three two two four four three two 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 one. So that's like all of the lane. Right. Yeah, hundred and third. Yeah. Um it's that area and um you know, yeah. like Joe was saying, the the zone over there, zone one is over by UF Health Shands area. Um, yeah, and I, I work in health. I mean, my office is in Health Zone One. Okay. So, so if they if they need to come to the office for any reason, or if I need to go to them, we need to go to them. We are able to do that. So, it's mm-hmm. it's what's what works best for the family. The family and, is the key. Yeah. The child is the driver. And the service is free for right. the families, right? Yes. Okay. It's completely um, free. So you hear that? It's free service <laughs> for the fam- for no, you family. Free. free service. <laughs> so I have been with your child's IEP. And I've been doing it for over 23 years um, oh, wow. in the state of Florida. So um, I do have some knowledge behind me. <laughs> I also, I'm also a certified recovery peer specialist, which is a um, kind of like a little, um, somebody who has, um, you either can have family members or yourself or veteran that has mental health issues and have recovered from it. And you are working, um, you know, working in recovery, you know, you're, you're always, you know, I'm always checking myself, always making sure I'm okay. So I have kids with mental health disorders and I myself have mental health disorders and we are all in recovery with them. um, And I call my son in recovery because, you know, for the most part, he lives on his own. There's some issues still with behaviors. You know, he doesn't want to cut his hair um, and it's like this. And (laughs) so, um, you know, and uh, there's certain okay. ways he has to do things. I'm, a, I'm aware of those. And sometimes I forget to prep him before I go places. And so those are things that I have to keep reminding myself okay. to do. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, and then I, I do have, I have, do have different certifications to do this work. So it's not like I'm just somebody off the street you know, right. no credentials. So um, I've also worked with attorneys where the, the father had an attorney and the mother had me. And it's, it's really, it's really, um, it's really different when you go into those meetings because the school's attorney is going to be there because the, you know, the family brought an attorney. Mm-hmm. And so I can say anything I want. The attorneys can't say certain things. And so mm-hmm. I use sometimes can get things going and say more 
than the attorneys can because they're very, you know, uh, driven by what's what they can only do. So mm-hmm. or say, and so it's uh, it's and I've worked with attorneys, you know, with families. So it's it's an it's a interesting thing. But yeah. if family needs an attorney, then then we will help them find one. So oh, nice, yeah. Okay. And um, you were saying something about training classes. Yes. Um, so is that available for the parents? Well, I used to do um, like IEP 101 and that kind of stuff. And I'm probably going to do some this fall. Um, so uh, I will probably send you guys the information and you can put it out. I, I just have a huge you know, email list that I send it things out to. And then if I, and I might have it at kids hope Alliance, if I can work with them, I've done some trainings there before. Mm -hmm. Um, or, um, and that's on a Philip Randolph, um, or someplace else, you know, maybe virtually if that's what everybody is wanting, that way they don't have to leave the house, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, uh, so also, uh, just to let everybody know that there's two really good conferences coming out oh, and they happen every year. And one is called Connecting the Dots. Mm-hmm. And that is for transition kids um, from like the high school to into adulthood. Um, and they hit on topics, mental health. IEPs, resources, what where, what I do now that their kids graduating, where do they go kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then there's tools for success. And tools for success is for school aged kids, three okay. to 21. Okay. So, um, and then there's, you know, they talk about IEPs, they talk about, and there's vendors at both of them that hand out information. I'm always there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always at both of them. My son is actually one of the, um, he donates to those conferences because that's where I learned everything. Uh, the first conference I ever attended was Tools for Success. Wow. And I learned so much from that that I wanted to start giving back to it. And um, I got involved with it and got on the committee. And I've been on the committee for I don't even know how many years now. But um and then my son started um, donating to it so it could continue to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, it's a small amount, but it helps. It, every little bit helps because um, they, you know, they, they have to do it through donations and, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. But um, those are two conferences that I highly recommend families to go to. They learn a lot at them. Um, Tools for Success is usually like in uh february um and then um connecting the dots i think is usually in november Mm. so um it's they're they're really good conferences to go to Mm. um and then there's a conference that everyone it's free to everyone it's in orlando and you can um it's called family cafe and uh, they have amazing courses there. And I speak there too. So um, <laughs> so I travel around and do trainings and presentations all over the place. So um, 
you know, I enjoy doing that part of it too. So I'm a big fan. It's like, you know, hey, my acting bug gets out when I get to present. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, you know. And then with yeah. the name Jill Hill, you know, I get the biggest laughs out of that. So <laughs> and then I tell I bet you can't guess what my brother's name is. <laughs> I'm like, Bill. And they're like, no. <laughs> so yeah so i mean i make fun of myself and my name and everything because you know it's just you gotta you gotta have a good time doing it right so you guys have any more questions for me um i don't think so i think that was um all of the questions okay. and so you know just to like did you have questions um that you wanted to ask nicole no very informative great information um but how do families get in touch with you so they can i give my cell phone out to everybody wow. so my cell phone number is 904-376-5983 again okay. that's 904-376-5983 and then my email is jill h at p c h jax.org okay so um it's a little longer <laughs> so but if they want to contact me there um again that's jill h at pchjax.org so um they can contact me either way and i'm happy just please don't call me at night um so um and so can they find the a link is there a link to the peeps program on the partnership for child health website uh what you can do is you can go to the family engagement page and my information okay. is on there so okay. if they go to the partnership for child health mm -hmm. website and they go to family engagement my okay. information is there and also the list of trainings that we do is the or i do is there oh, as well okay. and um mm -hmm. and so and then we also create trainings for people if they they want like they like this training and they like a little mm -hmm. bit of this training can we have them put together but not you know and, and i'm like absolutely well you know whatever we need to do um if that's mm -hmm. what your group wants to hear you know yeah. so but, um, but yeah, but Peeps is, I think, is just a, such a great program because it just, it's free for one thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I know, I, would, I look, went and looked for an advocate when my son was young and people were telling me $50 an hour. And now I hear it's like $100 an hour. And I'm like, nobody can afford that. You know, you just can't afford that. And you're already living with a child with special needs. So you already have to pay for so much more mm -hmm. that another cost on top of it is, is just, it, you just can't do it. Right. So, uh, so this is, I think is a wonderful program and we're there for support. Yeah. We're not there to tell the family what to do. We ask the family, what is your goal in this? Okay. You know, yeah. what do you see as your top three or top five things you really want to get accomplished? In okay. a perfect world, how would you like to see your child educated? You know? Yeah. And so we work with what they want. It's not what we want, it's what they want for their child and what's best for their child. So right. um, and that's really important to me. 
Um, and I would just say, you know, as we go to wrap it up and, you know, Jill has shared her contact information on how you can reach her to get access to the PEEP program um, and just, you know, letting the parents know that, especially when you have a child that's nonverbal, you know, it's just, it's so much harder, I know, for us to, to let go or um, to, you know, let someone else try to say what our child is going to do or can do. Mm -hmm. And we have to be the voice for our child. And um, you talked about the um, Holland book, Coming to Holland book. And I think that is so important because I know when my daughter was in public school and we, you know, we have our IEP and we have the meetings and I'm talking to the therapist and they're saying, oh, she's not doing X, Y, and Z. So we have to move on to this or we're not going to do that anymore. Parents, this is why the program is there because I know I would always say, I don't care if it takes her 10 years to swallow in five seconds, that's how long it's going to take. Mm -hmm. You're not going to rush me. You're not going to rush her. It is all on her and what she needs to be able to successfully, you know, reach her goals or whatever it is that, you know, she desires. So don't let, you know, the schools intimidate you and uh, make you think that you have to just settle for whatever they tell you, because mm -hmm. that's not the case. That's not the truth. Your, your dollars are being put into the school system um, with your children going there. So you have the right to an opinion to say what it is that you want your child to be receiving while they are underneath mm -hmm. the school house roof. Okay. Yeah. And don't let anyone tell you different. And That's we great. especially particularly want to reach out to those families in uh, health zone one and four to let you know that this program is here and it's available. And Please, please reach out to Jill so that she can help you and your child be successful. Um, mm -hmm. You know, she has a testimony. Her child is 27 now living independently. So it's possible, you know, if it takes time, that's okay. We have to just go with our child and we know our child best mm -hmm. and don't let anyone tell you differently. And uh, I'm just, and it's a free service. Okay. It's a free mm -hmm. service. It can't get any better than that. And trainings are offered. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there, um, you know, and just end on that note to let you know that you don't have to settle and your child deserves, you know, to have a quality life. And you are the parent, the advocate or caregiver to help them be able to access that with your rights. Like she said, with IDEA, you have rights. And um, again, thank you so much, Jill, for just coming on and sharing this information in this wonderful program. Um, I really hope that families reach out and, you know, use this program that is available and free to you. Um, until then, thank you, everyone. I will make sure I post all of Jill's information um, on our page. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Two Moms and Some Labels. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.